Oh my god, my Alexa keeps going off and it's freaking me out and I don't know what's going on. Let's talk about that instead. What's your Alexa saying? That means that the government is listening to you. I. It's like, oh, hey guys, listen to these nerds talk about Dungeons and Dragons. Oh my god, you guys want to hear this? Come here, come here, Jerry. Jerry, come listen. They're talking about Acid Splash. Oh my god, they're such nerds. <laughs> it just keeps lighting up. It's not even saying anything. It just lights up the little blue ring. Whenever I think of government employees, I think of the two guys from In Cabin in the Woods. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Can't think of those actors' names, but those guys are like in so many great movies, and they, they play such great characters. And they also play really good character actors. Like they're good character actors. Like you're like those guys are those characters when they're like when they're performing, they become those characters. Yeah. And then to be fair, you did kind of talk about like killing someone with acid. So that might have triggered some government agency. I mean, I don't know. But <laughs> Oh, oh my god, now I'm on a government watch list. They're like, guys, she's building a bomb and then they're gonna be like, Oh no, she's just a nerd. It's okay. Welcome to Arcane Explained. Today we are talking about Acid Splash. My name is Matt. I'm Kirsten. And I'm Lewis. Together we are going to break down this Conjuration cantrip. Lewis, would you like to read today's spell? Yeah, definitely. Alright, so today we are going to be talking about Acid Splash. It is a Conjuration cantrip, and sorcerers and wizards are the only two classes that can take this cantrip. Alright, so the casting time is one action, range is 60 feet, components is verbal and somatic, duration is instantaneous. You hurl a bubble of acid, you choose one creature within range, or choose two creatures within range that are within 5 feet of each other. A target must succeed on a dexterity saving throw, or take 1d6 acid damage. This spell's damage increases by 1d6 when you reach 5th level. 11th level, and 17th level. Awesome. Thank you, Lewis. So, guys, what's the first thing that comes to mind when you hear this spell's name, Acid Splash? Well, when I originally thought about this spell, and we actually talked about it quite in depth several months ago, as far as me and Matt, and the first thing that came to mind back then was uh, one of the scenes from Indiana Jones where the guy looks like he... I mean, in my mind, this is what it looks like. It looks like he got acid splashed on his face, and his face is just melting. It's, like, abhorrent, and it's just it's just grotesque. And, I mean, it looks pretty cool, actually. <laughs> but as far as, like, imagery or visualization or, you know, pop culture reference, that kind of came to mind. How about you, Matt? The first thing I thought of is aliens, the the blood, when it hits something and it melts and it's corrosive. That's kind of what I think of. Yeah, so not going to lie, pop culture connotations for me, not really uh, thinking of much. Uh, my initial impression, like right before I, 
I really read the rest of the spell. Like, it, it's a weird, uh, almost an oxymoron in a way to me, because like, splash is such a cute word, and it makes me think of like, oh, it's a little ducky, he's splashing in the pond, and then it's like, oh, it's acid. So it's it was a weird contrast for me, especially because like, a lot of times I think we like to think of acid as like, ooh, it's a magical thing, and it's only in dungeons, but acid is actually like a real thing that you can make, and people like, get it thrown on them all the time, and it's really, really bad. So... Yeah, so I I wasn't really thinking of any like pop culture stuff or anything like that, but um that's that's kind of what ran through my mind when I first uh saw like the very basic bit about the spell. And it also like some people I mean, we and Lewis have talked about this spell before, this cantrip, and one of the things he said is, well, is it like a lemon, or is it like, and I said, no, it's not a lemon, it's not like getting a lemon in your eye, this is a bubble. A bubble of acid. You hurl a bubble of acid at someone, and it's solid. Yeah. (laughs) It's a solid chunk of acid. 1d6. That's like three layers of skin at the least. Easily. Yeah. And then also, like, if you think about a weapon, I mean, some of your, what, swords, like, isn't a short sword like 1d6 or something like that? Absolutely. So, I mean, if you think about it, you're right. It's not like you're getting just lemon juice squirted in your eye. It's more like doing some serious damage to a person. Yeah, that stuff can leave scars. The other thing that I think is um, very interesting about this cantrip is that you can hit up to two creatures if they're next to each other within five feet. So that's pretty potent uh, if they fail their dexterity saving throw, which that's the catch. But... I mean, cantrips are very limited in scope and how many things can be affected by said cantrip. Right. So getting two for one is pretty good. Yeah, true. And I actually want to kind of go a little bit further on the whole saving throw thing for this one. So for new players or just someone who's not familiar with how this works. So basically, if the person makes their saving throw, it does no damage to them. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. For cantrips. Usually, if it's a cantrip, yeah. If you make the save, you take no damage. Right. So, that would be the downside. The upside, as you pointed out, is you could possibly get two enemies with this one cantrip. And as far as, like, the range and all of that, uh, the other kind of parts of this cantrip, I feel like there are other cantrips that can go further and that can deal more damage. However, I also think that when it comes to picking cantrips, which is one of the first things you do as a as in character create after well after you create your character, if it's a spellcaster, you pick your cantrips. And so, like you know, I feel like if you're gonna go with like a theme, like if you're specifically like a dragonborn, and you're gonna go uh, black, black's acid, right? Because green's poison. Yeah. Okay, just want to make sure. I apologize, Dragonborn fans. You, you could take be a black sorcerer, uh, Dragonborn sorcerer, or the Draconic sorcerer, and you could pick this cantrip so that you're dealing that acid. You get the because there's not a lot of acid spells. Yeah, true. Yeah, there's it's it's pretty limited as far as that specific type of damage. So, Kirsten, how do you feel about the range being sixty feet as opposed to like a few of the other cantrips that are you know 120 feet or around there? Yeah, no, it feels pretty standard for me. I mean, I, I play clerics a lot. Oh, I say that. I've played, like, two clerics. But I, my main character is a cleric, and so I'm used to, like, Sacred Flame, which has also 60 feet of range. So, I mean, it feels pretty standard to me. It, it's pretty powerful enough that you can get a ways. Like, a lot of battle maps that a lot of DMs make would probably be around that. So you could literally hurl it across the map if you wanted to. Yeah. So it doesn't feel too restrictive or too powerful to me, personally. 
and as far as like me personally, when I think of a sorcerer or wizard, when I start thinking about cantrips and things, acid splash isn't something I consider. It's like poison spray. I think it's more thematic versus like this is this is like the best cantrip or the most useful or efficient. I don't know power gamer whatever mentality, but I think it's underrated as far as cantrips go because of the two for one. I like something that you brought up, like I said, months ago when we were talking about it. You brought up how you could use it to possibly like burn rope or like singe, you know, like a, a rope that's holding a bridge or something. Kind of thinking outside outside the box with how to use this cantrip. Oh, absolutely. And that's kind of why I like when I start a new campaign starting at level one, because it allows the player, it, you can put the players in situations where they have to think outside the box. And using your cantrips to solve a problem is one of my favorite things that players can do because cantrips usually are not designed to be like big fixes but hey we just made it across the rope bridge and we're being chased by a horde of goblins or orcs or something and i throw acid splash on the ropes and the rope snaps and my party avoids an encounter that might have killed us that kind of thing yeah, I've seen some pretty creative uses of cantrips, particularly when it comes to things like thaumaturgy and prestidigitation. I know I particularly like to use thaumaturgy a lot just because it makes you, like, make your voice bigger. So, you know, I try to do, like, intimidation things with it. It doesn't always work out, but it's nice, especially when you are that lower level, to have those options to try and, and you know, figure out things in a way that you might not have to resort to your, you know, your big spells, particularly if you are tired out after a very long day of fighting and you just don't have that much in you because cantrips are basically like you can just spam that button true i mean once per round if you're in combat but if you're not in combat you can just spam it and it costs you nothing yeah so they're they're a really good resource that i think especially like you said at higher levels you kind of forget and you don't have to think outside of the box that way because you have these like big old disintegrate and wish and things like that so something simple like acid splash will go unnoticed at ninth and above level probably yeah. I want to ask the two more experienced DMs at the virtual table a question. So would you allow a player to, let's say, bottle this acid and like keep it as like, I don't know, something that they could throw at an enemy or, you know, just to have it for various means and reasons? Um, I would say within reason. I think that because it's conjured as a bubble, it would be one of those things that I'd have to have them make a very, very high, well, not a very, very high, but a relatively high DC check to control it enough to put it into a bottle without destroying the bottle or anything around it. Yeah. Yeah, because it's like a splash, like it's a bubble and then a splash. So I think that you would have to be very, very careful with how you do it. So I, I would... If one of my players asked me to, I would allow them to, but I would have them make probably, I guess, an arc, not an arcana check. A dexterity saving throw, maybe? Yeah, maybe, maybe not a saving throw, but a check. And then if they fail really bad, I would force them to make a dex saving throw to see if they get it on them or if they just ruin like the floorboards or whatever. So I, I think that you could make that a series of skill challenges, sort of, if you wanted to, but dex would probably be the best the only other option would be to make them do whatever their spellcasting was so sorcerer you would try to make them do a charisma or a wizard be an intelligence but that doesn't really fit very well to me i think dex would be personally the best option i mean i feel like D D as a dm 
is a lot of yes and. It's really it's okay to tell the players no. However, I feel like it's conjuration, but because of the way it is verbal and somatic, and so I'm picturing a wizard or sorcerer moving their arms or their hands or their body in some way to cast a spell that ends with them obviously saying the incantation and then hurling their hand outward. So the argument I would have is I would have to, I'd just tell ask the player describe how you would do this and then if it makes sense I would come up with some appropriate challenge much the similar way uh, Kirsten says but it depends on the wiggle room within the spell and I I feel like it, it's a little bit limited in that there are some conjuration spells that allow you to create certain substances and then there are also magic items that can conjure substances like there's a jug in critical role season one grog gets this jug and he has it fill up with mayonnaise and then eventually ale and other things but you can also have it fill like halfway up with acid my character has that jug in our campaign and i don't think she's ever figured out how to use it because like that's just not a thing that she would do and she doesn't drink so like she wouldn't just be like oh boy i sure wish i had some mead and then accidentally tip it down onto her face so I, I don't think she really knows how to use it. I think she's just been carrying around this jug for like a <laughs> year now, basically. And for no reason, she yeah. probably was going to, she probably left it in her village, actually. I don't even know. Something that I was thinking about, too, it's not really specifically about the cantrip, but I was thinking about acid as a concept and how it's kind of similar to like lava in a lot of ways, particularly in D&D, where, you know, it's pretty corrosive. And, you know, if you use it, it can literally melt things away. So, like, if you, you know, were to fall into a vat of this or lava, you know, your body might get destroyed. And that's really grim. And I was just thinking, like, what if you just repeatedly acid splashed somebody to death? Would their body just no longer exist? Like, that's something that, like, I don't know. I don't know if I would have the, like, wherewithal as a DM to pay enough attention to a character that would be spamming an NPC or a villain with that to, like, make that decision. But I don't know. That's just something that caught my caught my attention because, like, like one of my like one of my characters has a has a person in her backstory that literally fell into a pit of acid to save her, and like his body just dissolved. And so that's just something that I think about a lot. And it just it just made me think about if somebody were to use that, or maybe even you could consider it abuse it. Like that would be really really grim dark. And I don't know. I kind of like it in a way, but in in a very very dark way. I don't know. It's just odd. <laughs> mean matter just like that stare like don't piss off kirsten <laughs> <laughs> i'll just acid splash you to death no big deal it's okay it's just a cantrip what harm can it do she said menacingly <laughs> oh my god the first thing the first thing that popped in my head is just like i've thought about this a lot i'm like oh okay <laughs> You're like, I'm not the only one. <laughs> the other thing the other thing that I thought of was was I thought of this like kind of comedic scene where like this wizard accidentally kills someone and they're just like they're but they're not high enough to like make it go away. So they're just like acid splash, acid splash, acid splash, acid splash Yeah. <laughs> make it go away. Make it go away. It didn't happen. It didn't happen. It was an accident. It was an accident. I'll clean this up. No one will know. Ew, what if there's just like a puddle of person? Yeah. I, I regret saying that. <laughs> I was going to say, imagine the enemy, and let's say it's one that's not uh, too educated within like the arcane nature of things, and they just see like this innocent looking bubble coming at them. And they're like, ha, 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 you just sent me a bubble. How, how cute. And then all of a sudden it hits them, and they're like, ah, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I feel like 
That could be like a Drax the Destroyer level of Silly mortal, your puny bubbles will not best me. And then it's just like... <laughs> yeah. Ogre. An ogre would be great. Oh. Aggression will make you into jelly. <laughs> it burns. It burns my skin. Oh. <laughs> That's what I was thinking of. Like an enemy that didn't know what was coming to them, basically. Would okay, yeah, I was gonna say, would the bubble be green or would it be like clear or would it be like green transparent or would it be like neon? That's an interesting question. I think, let's be honest, it's cartoon acid, so it's gonna be green. Let's just be honest. Like, yeah, that's how I always imagine it as like literally like glowing green. Yeah, it really, I think, let the player describe it. You know, I think it's more fun that way. That's true. Give them some creative agency over how they how they cast their spells. True, yeah. So would you allow a player to be like, it looks like a normal bubble. It's got like a rainbow shine to it. You know, would you allow that? I would say with a slight green tint, perfect. Yeah, I would agree on that. I, I would like just faintly. I don't care how translucent it is or if it's opaque or not opaque or whatever. It, right. It's all, I mean, really at the end of the day, if a player says, my this my bubble is, is solid green and you can't see through it, or if this player says it's clear and it's got a slightly green tint to it, doesn't matter. It doesn't change anything. It just lets the player feel like they have more agency over their descriptive flair. And you let them have a voice in in describing the encounter. At least on their side of it, especially. Yeah. All right. So, Matt, was there anything else that you wanted to add on to this? Well, this being our third episode, and we really haven't gotten into, like, verbal components. And most people that I've played with and I've watched other people play, they don't really get into the incantation of the spell or anything like that. And I don't know. I thought it would be a fun thought exercise to say, well, what would you actually say? Would you do, like, the Harry Potter route where you say, like, some phony, Latin-y, like, acidious, splatidious? You know, like, you know, something like that. Something like that. Or would you, like, try to come up with, like, an actual, like, incantation? Like, like I don't know. Like, what would be the words that you say to create the acid splash? I don't know. I've always had a, a hard time with, like, verbal components. Like, a lot of it, again, goes back to, like, playing a cleric. I could just get away with being like, uh, yeah, I say a prayer to my god, and I don't have to actually, like, say the thing. So I've never really considered. I do like the, like, Latin kind of connotations of something if you really want to get very precise about it but i think that you could also like i know some spells have like a a specific word that you use so i think if you you just wanted to have that like trigger word or something basically i think that'd be fine yeah like power word kill it's fluffy (laughs) fluffy and you die instantly (laughs) yeah exactly well, you gotta say it with conviction. Fluffy. <laughs> that would be a fun spell to talk about. Oh, we'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> It'll take us a few years, but we'll get there. <laughs> oh yeah, just just a few. Uh, you know, cantrips I always think are are tricky because I feel like they're gonna be a, a quick, you know, a little short discussion. However, I I feel like cantrips really are gonna come down to their flavor. And I think more than anything, it's a very specific thing to a specific character. And that's kind of what makes, I think, D&D special is because me and Lewis can create two sorcerers and his sorcerer will be like completely different. Just couldn't be any more different from mine. And it all, and I, and I don't even mean like archetypes, just the spells we choose. Just by choosing right. different spells, our characters can be completely different. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's absolutely true. Uh, so another thing that I found interesting too, we talked a little bit about this while we were doing Observe Elements, but you know, there's other subclasses that can pull from other spell lists, and a lot of one of the most popular ones is like the Wizard spell list. So I think I know Arcane Tricksters can get Wizard spells, even some actually races like I believe as High Elves you can get one wizard cantrip and I know a lot of people take like firebolt or whatever but this is always a possibility too so I think that there's even though it's just quote-unquote for wizards and sorcerers I think there could be some interesting utility I like the idea of an arcane trickster rogue that goes to like pick a lock and then it doesn't work out so she just like acid splashes the crap out of something and melts the lock so I, I think that you could have some interesting character concepts outside of just your sorcerers and your wizards. Absolutely. And what's really cool about being able to choose from the wizard cantrip list is also there's the feat magic initiate. So like if somebody who wants to just play like a regular rogue without like taking magic, they could still take that feat. Like if you're the human variant, you can choose a feat at level one, choose magic initiate, and you always have like that acid splash. And I think you also get like a first level spell. Whew, well, that was a good episode. Thank you guys so much for discussing that with me. I, I really enjoyed that. Who knew we could get that much out of a cantrip? <laughs> um, anyways, uh, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Arcane Explained. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Arcane Explained, and you can follow me at Kirsten Geddes. That's K-I-R-S-T-E-N-G-E-D-D-E-S. And you can follow me on Twitter at Casting Cantrips. And you can email us your comments, suggestions, and questions at arcanedexplained at gmail.com. We also have a Facebook, which you can follow us at facebook.com forward slash arcanexplained or on Instagram at arcane underscore explained. We also have a website, arcanexplained.wordpress.com. And we just want to take a second and say thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, it means so much to us to hear that you guys are, are listening to it and enjoying it. If you do enjoy it, or even if you don't, if you guys would do us a favor and whatever platform you're using, to listen to a song, whether that be iTunes or Stitcher. If they have a system where you could leave a, a little rating and a review, we would really appreciate it. It gives us so much more exposure and really helps us get the word out here. Uh, right now, we're not really paying to advertise the show or anything, so word of mouth is our, our biggest passage out there to the world. So any help you guys can give us would be great. I know we would really appreciate it. So anyways, thank you guys so much for listening. The next time you cast Acid Splash, you'll be casting with confidence. Bye! Bye. you Kristen why'd I do that <laughs> <laughs> alright just pick it up pick it up where you say like how about you I got loud on that one that's fine um oh god I, I can't rem I can't remember I think so yeah I think you're right I mean it go ahead sorry no go ahead so Kirsten ha oh I was uh <clears throat> Uh, of this, of this. I'm trying to think of what, what to talk about now. Because like that, that c- exactly, yeah. Like, like they're they're casting they're because they're they're. Oh, go ahead, go ahead.
maybe like a whatever they're maybe not maybe that's great <laughs> just kind of got a greenish uh, it, i mean oh man Woo. if 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 if, if I, okay it's just a you know yeah fact chuck like, I love messing with tropes, and it's like, why not be, like, that wizard that, like, pumps iron? <laughs> like, you could be a wizard and still look like Conan the Barbarian, and yeah. by that I mean Arnold Schwarzenegger, or Jason Momoa, because I think, didn't he play Conan in the in the remake? I have no idea. Or am I, like, completely making... He should. Like, if there was going to be someone to play Conan on a completely unrelated tangent, I propose Jason Momoa to play play Conan. I could have sworn he did. Anyway, it doesn't matter. But yeah, no, I think you could do stuff like that. I mean, you can mess with tropes and stuff. The next time you cast Acid Splash, I cannot say my SHs. This was a, this was a bad one. Bad one, bad one, bad one. Okay, exactly, exactly. Just a splish, splish, splish. Acid Splash. Okay. <laughs>